Hi everyone, welcome to Belong and Become Podcast. It's Amy Rose here. And this is Zara, and we are so excited to have you joining us on this journey and tuning in for today's episode. Whether you're new to this whole Jesus thing or you've known him all your life, we really hope that today's message will just meet you exactly where you're at and show you the love and power that God has for you. All right, so it's episode one of Belong and Become. We are so excited to uh, do this journey together and to take you guys along with us. So basically, we just want to start off by explaining why we chose this name and sort of how we came to mm-hmm. it and also a little bit about ourselves so that you guys know who we're, who's talking so that you guys can get a better idea of who we are and where we came from and also how we met. So first of all, before we do any of that, I just want to thank everyone who's been supporting us both individually and together. Mm-hmm. It's just we would not be able to do this without support. So it's just meant an incredible amount to us. Yeah. Um, yeah. Again, thank you guys a lot. Um, I kind of just wanted to start off with talking about the name and kind of where it came from. Um, I feel like the name Belong and Become really hits home to us. Um, I kind of want to start off with explaining the whole belong aspect of it. Um, personally, for me, I feel like I've always grown up just feeling like just having a longing to belong somewhere. Like I was bullied a lot growing up. I had a lot of struggles growing up. And I remember just this sense of loneliness, just like Mm -hmm. dawning upon me and just always wanting to belong and be like the center of attention and feeling like I was never wanted anywhere. Um, And it wasn't until I met Jesus that I realized I truly belonged the whole time. And I think that That's why this name is so important because I feel like the name is just in its journey in itself is like you are learning that you've belonged the whole time and how you can become um, that child of God that you were supposed to be. Yeah. And it's, it's even beyond just belonging in general. It's, it's belonging with Jesus because Mm -hmm. again, we're not trying to win the approval of human beings. It's Galatians 1 verse 10. We're not trying to win the approval of the people around us and to make them like us and to feel like we need to change who God has created us to be in order mm-hmm. to belong with them. It's realizing that who Jesus created you to be is someone who belongs in the kingdom of God and who belongs in his family. And so once you realize that, you can then become who he has set out for you to be with all the amazing plans that he has for us. Exactly. And it's just such a cool thing to think about, just how there's we're constantly being shaped. We're constantly being formed by the Holy Spirit. and to become is to walk in purpose. Mm -hmm. And I feel like when we learn to view ourselves the way that God views us, we don't long for that acceptance and belonging anymore. You know, like we love from that. Mm -hmm. We love from that. And I think that's so, so powerful in itself. Okay. So a little bit about us, Um, just a brief version of our testimonies, because of course, you know, there's a lot to say for both of us. So my name is Zara. I'm 20 years old and I'm from Calgary, Alberta. So we're both 20. We're both Canadians. And I grew up in a Christian home. My parents love the Lord. My family loves Jesus. So I've had the absolute blessing of always being surrounded by a community like that. But one thing I learned is that sometimes when that's the case for you, you sort of get stagnant in faith and you take it for granted. And so as I approached the end of my teenage years and sort of the end of high school, I really realized that faith is not faith until you make it your own. And that's what really differentiates Christianity from every other religion, because it's not a religion. It's a faith and it's a personal relationship. And Mm -hmm. as soon as I really understood that and that became real for me in my heart, not just in my head, it changed everything. And I had such a deeper passion for 
for Jesus and for telling people about him and also through the help of being God leading me to a really God-fearing church mm-hmm. and through mentorship and different aspects of growth like that, I just really got to lean into what God had intended for me. And so I got involved in youth leadership, which honestly, if you are not involved in youth leadership and that's something you've been thinking about, just do it because it will shape you so much. And it's so amazing to be able to pour into kids like that and to see them come every week and to get excited to learn more about Jesus and to ask questions. And then you get to help bring out their spiritual gifts and different things like that. It's the best experience. And yeah, yeah, Amy and I, we we met at Bible school. And so I really felt like towards the end of high school that God was calling me to go to a Bible school like that. And, you know, there was a couple of different ups and downs with it, with my school and whatnot. But ultimately we we landed on going to uh, Bible school in Greece, which is with Torchbearers, if you're familiar with it. And we met there and... And the rest is history. The rest <laughs> is history. <laughs> yeah. Um, I'm Amy. For those of you who don't know me, um, a lot of people call me Amy Rose um, just because Rose is my middle name and there were two Amys at the Bible school we went to. So it was just kind of a way to uh, separate us and to know which is who. (laughs) Um, I'm also 20 years old. Um, I was born and raised in Chilak, BC. Um, I come from a family of 10, so I have seven siblings, which is kind of wild, Um, but I love them to bits and pieces. Um, I did grow up in a Christian household as well, um, but it wasn't until I was around 16 years old, where I really, truly started to flourish with my relationship with Jesus. Um, And kind of like Zara said, like, it is truly finding faith on your own until you really, truly have a relationship with God. And, um, and honestly, that's when I decided to get baptized when I was 16. That's when I started volunteering with my church, um, with by the, which by the way, if you do not serve in your home church, do it. Like just kind of like what Zara said with youth, like, no matter where it is, it doesn't have to be youth ministry. It could be anywhere. It could be serving coffee in the morning on Sundays, yeah. like whatever it is. Serving is truly, truly just incredible. And it changes your heart. It shapes you. It molds you. It literally changes who you are. I am not the same person that I was before I started serving in church. Like the amount of growth that you get and like just yeah. ministry that you get to witness and just like testimonies you get to see and um, just having that mentorship from other pastors and leaders is just so incredible. Um, I was really blessed at the age of 16 to be poured into at my church. I go to Southside Church in Chilock, BC, um, and it's really just such an enriching community, and I truly, truly felt at home um, right away. I volunteer in our kids' ministry as well as the youth ministry. I decided to start um, Rose Again, which some of you might know if you're listening to this because we kind of started the podcast <laughs> through it. Um, but yeah, I started Rose again at first just as a clothing company because I liked making designs and I was Christian and I wanted to bring people um, to God. But I truly have felt a calling in to switch it into more of a ministry. Yeah. And I truly felt a sentence from God on my heart just saying, use what I've already given you. Because mm, wow. I was so, so hard on myself. I was like, I want to work at a church. I want to do this. I really want to get involved. And I'm like, well, I am involved. I'm a leader. Yeah. Like I am involved. That is ministry in its own. I don't need to work at the church, you know, to be a part of it. And I remember God just telling me, yeah, like use what I've given you. Be a good youth leader. Be a good kids leader. Use Rose again to bring people to me. You don't need to 
be a staff member. And I feel like that really, really spoke to me. Wow. And I decided to, um, you know, make Rose again more of a community and more of a um, place where you can go to just know more about Jesus, not to just buy clothes, you know? Um, and that's truly just a part of my testimony, honestly. And I'm just really excited for this podcast. Um, I just felt God really put a piece on our hearts over this podcast. Yeah. Like this is really, this is going to grow us. I already know it. <laughs> Genuinely. So yeah. I'm excited for that as well. And even just what you said about ministry, not being just employment. It's mm-hmm. ministry is in a state of employment. It's a state of, of, of being, I guess, in a, in a way. Mm. I mean, maybe that doesn't make sense, but no, it totally honest, does. Honestly, it's just where you are. It's wherever you are, and it wherever doesn't need to be. Exactly, yeah. that's amazing. So, to get back on the topic of how we met, so let me just preface by saying this was no ordinary Bible school. Okay, <laughs> we um, were in Greece. There was only fifteen students, and we slept outside. We ate outside. We showered outside. <laughs> Let me tell you, the girl, a girl from the city was not prepared for this. <laughs> there were no mirrors. There was yeah. like absolutely nothing. Yeah. The washrooms were outside even. So there was, there was one mirror, I think. But honestly, it was pretty small. Yeah. And at the end of our time there, they asked us to basically pick a theme that we felt like best encapsulated our time about at Bible school and the teaching that we took away from it and our main takeaways. Mm -hmm. And for me, the word that I kept getting was humility. I feel like the whole time I was just constantly being humbled and so many different ways, like even as basic as your appearance and what you look like, Mm. you know, you're, you're living outside all the time. We were in tree houses. There's bugs everywhere. You can't do your hair. It's (laughs) sweaty. (laughs) And well, I mean, it was an amazing experience, but there was a lot of challenges that came with it. And so you kind of had to be humbled in the way that you had to look away from yourself because mm-hmm. you simply had to not be focused on even things like vanity mm-hmm. and being worried about what other people are going to think of you because 24-7 you're surrounded by, you know, nine other girls and the five guys and your leaders and all that kind of stuff. You didn't have privacy. No. And honestly, I just realized that a lot about following God is just about humbling yourself mm-hmm. because pride is one of the most talked about sins in the Bible, especially yeah. in Proverbs, if you're wanting to look more into that. And so being in a Bible school environment with all these new people under new leadership, that maybe wasn't necessarily what you were used to living in a radically different lifestyle from back home in a secluded place. It fosters like a lot of joy and a lot of growth, but it exposed so many areas of weakness in my heart. Mm-hmm. And that was so incredibly humbling. Like, I don't know if you felt that as well, but. No, totally. And you know what? A verse just actually pops into my head Mm -hmm. in the book of Matthew, Matthew chapter six. I think it's verse 25 to 34. Um, I won't say it all, but it says, it's one of the verses I memorized at school. Um, (laughs) But it says, therefore, I tell you, do not worry about your life, what you will eat or drink or about your body. What you will wear is not life more than food and the body more than clothes. Look at the birds in the air. They do not sow or reap or store away in barns. And yet your heavenly father feeds them. Are you not much more valuable than they? Can any one of you, by worrying, add a single hour to your life? And then it goes on and says, why do you worry about the clothes? See how the fields 
and the flowers and the fields grow. Like it's just all this stuff. And it talks about why are you wearing what you eat and all these things, what you drink. Um, and I feel like that's just a testament, a true testament to what Bible school was to us. Like literally that verse just described what we had to practice there. And yeah. I think it's so that's just such a powerful course. And it just reminded me, um, we even had to do a soul trip while we were out there. Um, I just want to talk about this because it was just crazy. A little sidebar. Yeah. Um, so on the solo trip, we actually had to go out in the middle of nowhere on a mountain in Greece and be by ourselves for 36 hours practicing spiritual disciplines. And I just remember like being there and there's spiders all around you. There's like random bugs. There's mountain goats. Like it was terrifying. Um, but truly, truly so humbling. Like what you said earlier, like just learning how to not worry every bit of second about what someone thinks about you or what you look like or what you're doing, but to be solely focused and having solitude with God is like incredible. And honestly, truly just such a blessing. And I really felt like this verse um, just testifies to that. Yeah. And even like, I know so many of us were worried about what we we're going to do when we got home. Mm-hmm. And it's like, when we're always so focused on the future and so focused on the uncontrollable variables in our life, it produces so much anxiety mm-hmm. and we're not supposed to live that way as followers of Christ. Like we're supposed to cast those things onto Jesus and not worry. And it's, it's humbling because in order to do that, we have to humble ourselves enough to realize that we can't do it. Mm-hmm. We we can't try to control those things. Mm-hmm. God has to do it. God has to step in. And um, even through different tasks that we had to do around, I found that there was almost – I mean, I don't know if a lot of other people felt this, but I I really felt like there was almost a competition of who could be the most selfless. You know, there was, they were, we were talking a lot about being humble. Like even some of the guys had, they had this running joke that they were always the most humble and they were only kidding. But on a real note, I, I did feel like people were trying to prove in the way that they had the most servant heart and they had all these kinds of things. And some people really do have that, but some people it takes more effort Mm -hmm. and it almost became again, like this competition of selflessness, but that's not what God intended with service or with his commands Mm. to be a humble person. Because if you're competing to be the most humble, you're actually the most prideful. Mm. And so one thing that our teacher really said that, that really stuck out to me is that true service rests content in hiddenness. Wow. You're not truly serving if you're doing it for the recognition. Mm -hmm. And yes, It's so important to receive encouragement. And that's not to say that we don't need to be encouraging our leaders and encouraging everyone. We do. Mm -hmm. But you shouldn't be doing that for the sole purpose of receiving that praise. Yeah. And honestly, like one of the hardest things in life is to learn how to be humble. Like even myself, like I struggle with pridefulness too. And I think everyone does a little, but it is really hard. Yeah. Yeah. 100%. Like even I'd find myself being on the chore team and it's like, okay, you have to do dishes and all this kind of stuff. And what do you do when no one acknowledges that you're doing it every week? Mm-hmm. You know, it's, we can't be vying for that. And it was so, I found myself being prideful. I did. And I didn't even realize right away. I just sort of started feeling sorry for myself and it stole a lot of the joy that I should have had, 
you know, it, it took away the totally. true intent of it. And yeah, honestly, like even how you were saying how it can steal your joy, like truly the enemy, that is the enemy's work. Yes. Like I feel like no matter how hard you try to be humble, there will always be thoughts that you're going to be getting because that's what the enemy feeds off of. First um, Peter 5, 6, 8 says, humble yourselves, therefore, under God's mighty hand that he may lift you up in due time. Cast all your anxiety on him because he cares for you. Be alert and of sober mind. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Yeah. And it's so true. And that's like, that's where pridefulness comes from is he's truly just watching you in every move, just waiting for that one moment where you're weak and yeah. he snaps yeah. and he will use that one weak moment to just attack you. And it's kind of that thing. What they says is like the devil will turn one truth into a thousand lies. Yeah. And, and I heard this once. I don't remember how, but it's like the, the devil gives you two truths and a lie. Like mm. there's two things that are that are true about whatever situation you're in, but there's one lie that he sneaks in mm -hmm. and the lie overtakes it all. So, mm -hmm. you know, there could be true that, yeah, you served a lot. Yeah, you've been consistent. And that means that, you know, no one is acknowledging you and you should stop to prove a point and all mm -hmm. that kind of stuff. And it's just terrible. It's yes. so toxic to have that mentality. And that's mm -hmm. why we need to, we need to be in prayer about, you know, escape from pridefulness because okay. it is the most, again, like I said, the most talked about sin in the Bible, but it's the one that goes under the radar the most in Christians, I find. Totally. And even actually like jumping into that too, I feel like I can uh, jump into my word through this because I feel yeah. like this also leans into getting burnt out because you're trying so hard you know, to be the best person, to be the best leader, to, um, you know, make people proud. And you, you end up getting burnt out because you're so exhausted because you are doing more than what you're intended to do. Yeah. And, and that's why my word at Bible school was just truly rest, just simply rest. And I went to Bible school to learn how to rest. That was one of my main reasons for going and to learn not to have that busy mind because we live in such a busy culture. Um, and we live in a culture where, it's speed, hurry, 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 get everything done, be an independent woman, um, work hard, like all yeah. this stuff, you know, that's our culture nowadays. And I was so caught up in that. I didn't take time to rest. I truly didn't ever have a Sabbath. I didn't even know what the meaning behind Sabbath was. Yeah. And, and that's why I chose this word rest was because being at Bible school, I genuinely learned what that was. We had, so at Bible school, we had about six hours in a day to read, to reflect, to be in God's word. And I have never, ever had that much time in a day in my yeah. life, right? Yeah. To just be present and to be in his word. And I truly learned so much from that. And that is why I tell everyone, if you have the chance, go to Bible school. Even yes. if you feel like you can't do it. Do it. Do it. There do are it. programs that are only two weeks long, three weeks long, four weeks long. Go and do it. Like it is so, so worth it and so powerful. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that uh, Theo said, um, shout out to Theo. And that's our teacher. <laughs> <laughs> um, he said, um, hurry is not of the devil. It is the devil. Yeah. And that has always, always stuck with me. So before I left the Bible school, I had four jobs. And I put them all on pause, went to Bible school for three months. And I came back realizing that I was doing more than what God intended me to do. Because I was exhausted every single day. Yeah. I was burnt out. I was tired. And I kept asking God, why? Mm -hmm. Like, why am I feeling this way? If I'm doing all these things that are glorifying your name, why am I so exhausted? Yeah. And I just remember being so confused and then realizing 
God rested on the seventh day. He did. He did. Yeah. And he rested on that seventh day so we could rest too. And that is why Sabbath is so important. And Mm -hmm. it took me so long to realize that. But it's so true. And I feel like it all even comes, it even comes with humility and being humble. Being humble enough to know as well that you deserve rest. Yeah. Because we can even be, it can even be like reversed, like where you're, you're so hard on yourself that you don't think you deserve it, but you truly do. Mm -hmm. Um, But I think obviously there comes to a balance. Like I'm not saying like rest and be lazy, you know, that whole day, make time for God in that day. But like knowing that you do need to rest as well. Yes. Like there is such a big difference between restfulness and laziness. Oh, yes. And it reminds me of classic like Psalm 23 verses 1 to 3. It says, The Lord is my shepherd. I lack nothing. He makes me lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside quiet waters. He refreshes my soul. I actually posted a little devotional on my Instagram about this, but God makes us lie down in green pastures and leads Mm. us along quiet waters. That's so representative of restfulness. Like it's not, um, and maybe it's not like a, maybe you can rest. It's he makes us lie down in these green pastures. And we often think that the Christian life is so exhausting to get involved with. But in reality, it's the only way that we can actually ever find real rest. Mm -hmm. Like God wants us to be still and his creations like be still and know that I am God. I don't know the exact reference for that verse, but he wants us to feel refreshed because if we don't, we can't pour out. And my mentor um, at my church, she's always said this to me, but as people, as Christians, we can't pour out from an empty cup. Like your cup needs to be full and overflowing and that Mm. comes from restfulness. You need to be fulfilled as well. Yes, exactly. Like he meets us in our busyness. And like even taking that into like if you're someone that serves in your church and you're someone that um, does a lot of things um, in ministry um, and you are doing so much and you're piling your plate so much and you don't know what to let go of, I encourage you to just pray about that right now. Like genuinely just pray about what you can let go of. Or if you're someone that is feeling like you want to be a part of your church more or do something, pray about it. Ask God what your spiritual gifts are and ask him where you will be useful in your church and where your gifts will shine and glorify his name. And if you're feeling on your heart, like you need to take a next step in your faith, serve for your church if you're not already, because that will be an amazing step in your faith and growth with Jesus. Now, that is the end of our first episode. Wow. We are so just honestly encouraged about what this is going to be. And I hope that you feel encouraged too. I hope that you're excited for what's about to come. Mm -hmm. Now, just to let you guys know, there will be a new Belong and Become episode out the first Thursday of every month. So as of right now, we're only going to be posting an episode once per month. And it'll be, again, the first Thursday. So our next episode will be coming out on March 7th. And it's going to be about godly friendships. Oh, I'm so excited for this one. Um, So excited. I just feel like this is just the season that I'm in right now, that you're in right now. Just like the friendships that we have and the people that you surround yourself matter so much. So we are so excited to dive into that on Mm -hmm. March 7th. Yeah. Um, But yeah, I just kind of want to end us off with a prayer Mm -hmm. um, if you guys want to join us. Uh, Dear Heavenly Father, um, I just want to pray over every person listening to this podcast right now, God. I just pray that you truly 
just lift them up to you, Lord. I pray a sense of peace on their hearts, on their soul, and their mind, Lord. I pray that you just keep shaping and molding them into the person, the woman or man of God that you have created them Mm -hmm. to be, God. Um, I pray a sense of humble humbling over them. I pray that they truly just surrender all their problems to you, Lord, and just remember to cast their anxieties on you, God, because you are in control. And so I just pray for rest and peace over them in this upcoming week, God. In your name, I pray this. In your mighty name, amen. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram and check out our website. We love you guys very much. Thanks Thanks for for tuning in. (laughs)